0: This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your
1: survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. And that is me, John Rush, Ready Radio, KLZ 560, live show today on January the 5th, first one of 2024. And if you're listening for the first time, this is a show where we try to get you ready for the what-ifs of life. So some would call this a preparedness show, Uh, I think we take all sorts of different avenues. Luke Cashman is with me today. He's my engineer, and I brought him along on purpose today because we're going to talk about uh, the new Obama Netflix movie. We'll get into that here shortly as well, Uh, the Leave the World Behind movie. But I've also got some other things that I want to play that kind of go along with that. And reality is, for some of you that maybe don't know this, preparedness is becoming universal. It's not only – used to be just hardcore folks on the right were preparedness gurus. Luke, I think you know what I mean by that.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, there was that show on TV a while ago, The Doomsday Preppers. That was –
1: Correct. They were crazy. Correct. And I used to watch some of that. and So did I. (laughs) I guess just – I don't know. Out of – out of uh, probably a little bit of passion for this, because this is one of those things where I just feel like probably since an early age, I've always been one of those to, hey, you know, this might be handy in a time like that. Not that I am by any means a doomsday prepper. I would never, you know, I'd never want to be labeled that. But do I like being prepared in general? I think that's where the show probably got its roots from is just me in general, you know, being prepared for a vacation being prepared for a long car trip being prepared for you know maybe it doesn't matter what it is it could be you going someplace somebody coming to see you family coming into town you know wh- what are you going to be doing where are you going how are you going to prepare for those things it could be a big event or it could just be luke looking down the road and making sure that things are handled and, and by the way that that includes even financially speaking are you know do you have a little nest egg put together are you prepared in case there is some sort of a big recession or setback? are you prepared for that stage of life where you not might not be able to put in your 40, 50, 60 hours a week? So I mean this really kind of covers all of the gamuts of preparedness, not just that end of you know end of the day you know huge EMP or some solar storm or whatever the case may be. I sort of look at it in all different ways. Well what's happening now is a lot of people, are starting to think that way. There were some articles out this week that I brought along today as well, Luke, where there's now billionaires. I think I had a list of like 10 or 12 billionaires that are now building underground bunkers. Now, they're not going to be anything like what most people are used to seeing. These will be like underground homes. But that's what a lot of folks are now starting to look at. And And of course, a lot of the hype around the billionaires building bunkers is, okay, what does that mean is coming? Well, I frankly don't read anything into that. Luke and I were talking prior to the show today, and Luke, I, I know you know my feelings on that. I think in some cases these are just people that have a lot of money, and they're trying to figure out what to spend it on, and maybe somebody gives them this idea that, hey, have you ever thought about if this were to happen, are you know, are you ready? I, I don't look at this like maybe a lot of others do as any kind of a sign of things to come. Luke, I just look at it as some people have you know, too much money and they don't know what else to do with it.
2: I think the, the movie we're going to talk about a little bit later has a good perspective on that. So I don't know when we're getting to that. But they have a few good nuggets in there that I they really
1: do. abide by. Okay, so before we get into that, I'm going to play something. Uh, this is uh, Brett Cooper. If you don't know who she is, she's actually been on some movies and some, done some different things along those lines. She's now with Daily Signal. She's very much on the right side of the aisle. And love her voice, actually, just love her whole attitude. But she does a lot of things for, a Daily Signal. She does some Daily commentary. I think she's even got her own either show or podcast or something. Luke, I should probably know more so. about that. But I just pick her up from time to time. Anyways, I was watching some things late last night and ran across something where I thought, ooh, this will this will apply to today. I sent it to Luke, and, and he agreed. So this this is her really talking about what I just mentioned in regards to. A lot of people now are getting into the whole preparedness end of things. Now, say that, and she's going to say some things in here, and we may even stop and talk about this because there's a few things here that I want to maybe add, to, but I'm not sure everybody's looking at that scenario the same way. They may be preparing for the same thing, but if and when that event happens – I don't know if we're all looking at that the same way, Luke, is probably the best way for me to say that. So let me hit play. We'll get into this. Here we go.
3: I think we all know a doomsday prepper. I'll admit it.
1: I will eat my neighbors. Alex
0: Jones. Like
3: everyone has that one family member once seen as the insane conspiracy theorist who believes the world is going to end soon and plans for such an occasion. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because it's my entire family, but I think we all know at least one. However, I would say that my family and my community are in the minority with our level of preparedness or our care about this hypothetical collapse. That is, until I saw this article pop up from the New York Post. Why younger Americans are stockpiling supplies ahead of the 2024 election. Soci-
1: okay, I'm going to stop for a moment. that's kind of key in what gets some of this going. And I think even possibly what the movie Luke and I will get into here in just a little bit sort of is going down the path of as well. But it's interesting that younger Americans stockpiling supplies because they think something major is going to happen in the 2024 election. Now, personally, I've never looked at stockpiling anything based on an election. I guess maybe I'm old enough now where I've been through enough election cycles, good, bad, and otherwise, to realize that, well, no offense, the day after, it's pretty much like the day before. Yeah, there's a different leader in the White House, maybe different people even in the state houses. But at the end of the day, sun comes up the next day, people go to their jobs, and life continues. I've really – and I, I know some of you are listening to me thinking, geez, John, get your head out of the sand. You know, there could be something major happen. No, I look at it as gradual progression with potentially – not potentially, but with each election – And yes, things may get gradually worse and worse, but is 2024, no matter what direction it heads, is it going to be the end all? And do we need to be doomsday prepping for the day after, like what these young people she's talking about are? No, I don't. I don't see it that way. I'll continue on.
3: Unraveling. Look at that. Gen Z is catching on after all. Just read this blurb. Doomsday prepping is seeping into the mainstream as Americans of all ages and political persuasions are becoming increasingly worried ahead of the 2024 presidential election about the prospect of a civil war. Hoarding food, water and weapons was once associated with libertarian extremists. Hello. But as a rematch between President Biden and his predecessor, former President Donald Trump, seems all but inevitable in 2024, prepping has become a bipartisan activity, according to a Monday USA Today report. How come? We're all in this together That's one thing we can be unified about Now interestingly, this fear of impending doom Seems to fall on both sides of the political spectrum now But for very different reasons Quote, on the left, you have people afraid that Trump Is going to declare himself dictator of the United States And people on the left are going to end up as targets In some sort of authoritarian system On the right, it's general malaise and a fear of society unraveling They point to these smash-and-grab robberies, riots, and protests Somebody commented and said It's amazing to listen to them describe what Trump will do when they are already doing it.
1: All right, I'm going to stop there for a moment, because that's a pretty good segue, Luke, and I can't disagree with anything so far that she has said, and I do think there are two different opposing views of what's going on in America today. Will it create civil war? Um, I don't think so yet, no. I'm, I'm sorry. That's I know some of you disagree with me on that as well, but no, I'm, I'm not that person. And And God forbid we would ever get there again. We did that as a nation some hundred plus years ago. Uh, No, I I don't want to go back to that again. Um, I I think there's better ways to resolve things than that. And will it come to a head someday? You know, I don't know. But I I am not going to be one of those that is on air ever promoting anything along those lines. I will do everything I possibly can to make sure those things don't happen on the same token. And because, again, we're on – Ready radio. Will I be ready for that if it were to happen? Absolutely. Doesn't mean I'm going to start it or encourage it, but if that were to happen, would I be ready? But, Luke, I think the thing she's talking about, how these opposing views are looking at things completely differently. The left's looking at it as Donald Trump coming in, being a dictator and stomping them out. We're looking at it as, well, look at all the civil unrest that already happened once. And, yes, I'm putting myself on the right side of the aisle because I am, and anybody that's listened to me for any length of time. Now, if you're listening from the left side and you're listening to us, hey, you're welcome. I mean, this is a show really universally that I try my best to not even get into the political end of things. I'm just explaining right now the two schools of thought. And, Luke, you're probably even a little closer than this are a little closer to this than I because you hang around some of that. You're much younger than me. You hang around some of that age group. What are you hearing along those lines?
2: I mean, we were talking a little bit. I mean, we touched on it before the show, but a lot to what she's saying, it's for different reasons, but I don't think anyone's sitting around going, yeah, this is great. Things are really looking up for us. I have friends on the left, right, center, extreme on both sides. I have... A very large pool of people with a variety of ideas and everyone universally agrees it's not looking really good. Again, for different reasons, but if everyone's on the
1: same page that stuff's going downhill, it's probably going downhill. Uh, no, I you know what, I can't disagree with that. All right, I'll keep playing we got about a minute left of this. Here we go.
3: Exactly. Here the article is talking about one female YouTuber who is a liberal prepper. She is worried that if Trump is reelected, he would fumble the response to a hurricane or some other natural disaster that is Okay,
1: I do have to stop that. Sorry. People are worried that, in this case, this lady is worried that if Trump were president and there was a natural disaster, it would be fumbled. You mean like Hawaii? Um, Ouch. You mean like what happened in Ohio? Uh, Guys, I can go down the list of the things this particular administration has fumbled. So when somebody says something like that, I would throw right back to them some of the things this current administration has totally, totally dropped the ball on. And it doesn't even come close to what, you know, Donald Trump did. You know, she she's going to say in a minute ago about what it was like in Puerto Rico with Trump. Well, we all know that has its own set of connotations and, frankly, had nothing to do with Donald Trump. Rather, it had to do with the leadership in Puerto Rico. But I digress. Here we go.
3: We're charged by climate change, pointing to his administration's handling of Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico and the COVID-19 pandemic. Quote, the intensification of our natural storm seasons is the number one thing that is going to happen to you.
4: There is a storm! and not a
3: one of you is prepared for it now I was still struggling to envision a leftist prep.
1: okay I got a timeout Luke we should cut that out and put that in our intro so we should. <laughs> just as a side, no, that that little clip needs cut out and put in our intro so I just gave you some homework there we go.
3: Until I read this part of the article. Quote, if you can be prepared, you won't be a drain on the resources needed to help the people who didn't prepare. In the face of an apocalypse, I want to come out and calmly help people. I want to be able to create a society that instead of wanting to shoot every stranger, understands our interdependence and creates a better society. I'm not
5: worried about people stealing my stock of food in a disaster because I'll be in the streets talking with neighbors and making sure everybody has what they need. Leftist Prepping believes that community is at the core of any successful disaster preparedness.
3: And that's it. There it is. That is the leftist prepper, the altruistic prepper. And I'm sorry to burst your bubble, even though that is a very nice and lovely idea. But if you leave your house in the middle of an apocalypse with arms full of food singing Kumbaya, you probably will not live to see another day. And it's just such a hilarious thought that the right is the one that goes straight to violence when the left just really wants everybody to be happy and get along. But what have we seen so far from the left when they aren't happy about something? Rioting, smash and grabs, looting, destruction, like they are the ones who brought that into vogue in 2020. Like are we that crazy to think that in the case of an apocalypse or even more unrest that we'll need to protect ourselves? I mean we haven't even seen an apocalypse type situation yet and we already do need to protect ourselves and our families from the unrest.
1: All right, I'll leave it at that. That sort of goes along with what this show is really all about. And again, I try to in my very best not to get political. I know, I know Brett does. But really, at the end of the day, it is somewhat based on politics, your view of all of this. But I, I will be the first to say, especially after listening to a lot of the end-of-the-world apocalyptic-type books that I have read and listened to, and Luke and I were talking about that prior to this. But Luke, I think you would be very naive— to believe that, if something like that were to happen, that you're going to run out in the streets sharing what you have in a communist way, giving it to all of your neighbors, hoping that that's going to somehow bring everyone together um i i I'm sorry, but that 's not how that will be
2: no, sort of like we were talking beforehand There's stages to how people
1: interact, and i you know. You know, so yeah no you know what that's a great segue explain you 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 explained that to me. Prior to the show, and I think you're spot on. Explain if we have some sort of a end of the world type event, big EMP, solar flares, whatever. All the power, you know. By the way, an ending event for the U.S. is just the power going out for any length of time. You, you take the power away for a year, and we're screwed. I've talked about that plenty on this program. But go through those levels, Luke. That, and I'll add one more to it. But you talk about those levels; Absolutely. it'll happen.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it goes both towards what people are going to try and acquire and how people are going to interact. You know, there's stages to this, how the normal human brain reacts to these kind of events. And you see it a lot even just in regular disasters as a sort of frame of reference. You get the smash and grabs first. Something bad happens, people will go in, they'll get anything they can get their hands on, doesn't matter what it is, they're not double checking it, they're grabbing it to grab it and they're leaving. And let's say the issue persists, right? Things stay bad for a long time. Okay, well, now we need to go loot what we actually need. Sure, we got our TVs and our DVD players and our you know, our new iPhones. Now we need food. People are going to start scavenging for reliable stores of preserved food. That's your canned goods, your MREs, anything you can easily acquire and get your hands on it like a supermarket or down on the corner. Well, if things stay bad and you start running out of those supplies, well, now it's time to get those... You know the hunting supplies, the fishing supplies, stuff you need to create to the sustain yourself. Hunter gatherer stuff, right? And that's sort—that's of, the natural yes, progression. I and I think in the same vein, sociologically, right? The first instinct is, "I'll kick you to the ground." I got mine. The knee jerk reaction is—is going to be violence. It's—it's it's a panic. Well, let's say the panic calms down. Okay, let's assess what we have. What do they have? Right. What do they have that I don't right. have, and, and that, how do to I me, get me, that's it?
1: that last stage of everything you just said when it comes to the establishments that have warehouses of goods and so on. You're spot on. I believe you're correct in that. It'll be interesting to see if and when that happens, how do those stages take place. I don't think you're far off. Keep in mind, though, the last stage is, and we talk about this a lot, if you're the one with, like we just heard from that person saying they'll go out in the streets with what they have because they were prepared, well... The minute somebody finds out you have what they don't, Luke, do you think for one second you're not going to be a target? Oh, you absolutely will be a target. Without a with, Bullseye out on a your back. Your oh, house yeah. will have a bullseye on it. Yeah, exactly. You exactly. better be figuring out now, if in fact that does come to fruition, how are you going to survive? Well, I'm listening to a book right now. I'll give you guys the name of it. I'll look it up here at, at the, the break. Uh, But I'm listening to it, and it happens to be a situation where there's an EMP event, which I read a lot on those because I do feel like that's one of the biggest threats to the United States that we have right now is because our infrastructure is very, very weak. Other countries know that. Uh, You literally could take out a minimum, minimum of half our population, 350 million people. You could take out 125 million people in a matter of months by just taking away the power. I'm not exaggerating that the studies, government studies even – show that within 30 days, a third are gone. I'll say that again. Government studies show that if we have that type of a major power outage, an EMP-type event, there's no transportation, there's no phones, there's no communication, there's no power, 30% of our population, so think of that, over 100 million people are gone, dead, dead. In 30 days. I mean, Luke, you think through that. That alone is mind-boggling. And to your point, when people within 30 days, and I believe it would take probably about that amount of time for people, you know, the first few days, nobody's really going to know what's happening. I think the power is going to come back on. There'll be looting of the high-end stuff that, by the way, will have no use. Big screen TVs, those sorts of things. Those will be the things looted. Cell phones, etc. They'll have no value in the next coming weeks, but they're going to get looted right off the bat. Some of the other things will get left behind, fishing rods, things like that. Those will be some of the latter things as nobody's thinking that way. If there's some big major event between people that are ill, rely on meds, can't get out and about, have no ability to gain more food, you name it, that's where that $100 And my point is, when people start seeing those around them passing away then, to your point, Luke, that's triggering some of the events even that you just mentioned because then people's awareness starts to be, oh, crap. Where am I at in this hierarchy? We were talking, to I mean, she said it in the video. We already have
2: people looting and targeting people without an apocalypse event. Correct. I want you to fill your shopping cart and then walk down Colfax. Now, Great point. Now make it an apocalypse, and I want you to get a shopping do cart and fill it and
1: walk through Colfax. Good point. You know, you know what? That's a, that's a really good point, Luke, because there's areas of town in our country, cities in our country right now, where you wouldn't do that. Wait until that is literally coast to coast. Maybe with the exception of small-town America, where there's a population of maybe 1,000 or less, where everybody knows one another, that might be – might – a different scenario, keep in mind that even as a lot of the books that I've read, trust me, they go through this, even a lot of those small towns, unless they shore up their security and keep the outsiders out, they end up in exactly the same situation. Because as the big cities start to empty out, when people realize there's not enough resources because everybody's stacked on top of one another, there's not enough food, you can't grow your own. On and on we go, and they start fleeing the big cities, going out into small-town USA. Small-town USA, Luke, is safe for a while, but not forever, because as those cities empty out, they're going to go to small-town USA, and unless they're prepared for that, they'll be infiltrated just like everywhere else is.
2: People got to go somewhere, and the college student in Boulder
1: isn't bugging out in the mountains. Correct. Most of them wouldn't even know how. They're
2: going to your town.
1: They're going. In fact, I would say that most, this is my prediction, most Coloradans, even some up in Cheyenne. Yes, those of you in Cheyenne, you know what I mean by this. I think most Luke are going to go south or east. I don't see them heading west. It's too difficult, especially if they have no transportation and it's going to be a walk. Nobody's walking over the mountains. So they're heading south or east because... Weather-wise, that's what they're going to do. Now, keep this in mind, something I haven't really talked much about this program. Those that are in some of the far southern states, take Arizona, for example, Phoenix and the like. Do you think those people will be able to handle 110, 120 degrees with no AC?
2: Oh, not
1: not a chance. So, Luke, where do you think those folks are going? Well, they're going somewhere. <laughs> Most of them from Phoenix would probably either head west to the coast. Yeah, you're going to the coast. Or north. You'll know, head up towards Flagstaff and some of the areas that are, that are cooler to escape the heat. So, again, there's, my point is this. If and when that happens, there's a limited amount of time to get things done because there will be very few places in the country that are, quote, unquote, safe. Safety will depend upon you. And how safe you can make yourself and your family, because Luke, you can, you will not at that. This is the other mistake I think people are going to make. Oh, somebody will come save me. The police will be here any minute. Um, no, those guys and gals will be so overloaded. Luke, fire, rescue, ambulance. Uh, And keep in mind, all of these folks want to go home and even save their own family. So how many of those do you think are even going to be around when an event like that happens?
2: Oh, not a whole lot. You hear a lot of the mindset, too. When the going gets tough, I'll know what to do. Well, when you're seconds away from a crash on the highway, how does your brain react? When you're tumbling down a mountain because you missed your step, do you know how to react? If you're lost in the woods, do you know how to react? If you don't know how to compose yourself during the minor, everyday events, you know, if your boss yells at you a little too loud, are you freaking out? Right. Well, when there's an end-of-the-world scenario, even if there's even if, if there's a big blizzard and the
1: power's out for three weeks, you're not going to figure it out. That's right. No, great point. Okay, I'm going to talk about the movie when we come back. Luke watched it. I did as well. Leave the world behind. I told all of you I would. Uh, whether I like to watch it or not wasn't the point. I just knew I would want to do it for this particular program. It's pretty hot on uh, Netflix. Released it was back in December. Not sure how it will be this month. If you haven't watched it, you know, honestly, it's not a bad movie. I would encourage you to watch it just to see how the other side, because really that's where this is written from, their perspective. I would actually watch it just to see where all perspectives are looking at end of the world. Luke and I will talk about that when we come back. Don't forget, Alan Stack, Stack Optical, one of our great sponsors here of Ready Radio. If you need an eye exam or anything done for you, especially when you're talking about having specific things done eyewear-wise, he's got a full inventory of everything you need. Plus anything else, by the way. I mean, you name it, he's got sporting glasses, regular daily glasses, readers, you name it, he can do it all. Contacts, you name it, Alan's there for you, 303-321-1578.
5: Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today.
0: You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can. Used towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites ready radio.com, drive radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Auto Glass.
6: Are you tired of being cooped up inside during the long, cold Colorado winter? Bring a touch of warmth and greenery to your backyard with a custom greenhouse from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Our team of experts specializes in designing and building greenhouses that will enhance any outdoor space. Our greenhouses are made with the highest quality materials and are built to withstand the harsh Colorado winters. Plus, with a variety of styles and sizes to choose from, we can create the perfect greenhouse to fit your needs and budget. Imagine growing your own fresh herbs and vegetables even during the winter or creating a beautiful garden oasis in the comfort of your own home. Don't let the cold weather stop you from enjoying the benefits of gardening. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders today and start planning your dream greenhouse. Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Call 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast
7: approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCo.com to keep your roof ready forever Colorado throws its way.
1: All right, we are back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. By the way, for those of you listening, maybe for the first time, ready-radio, ready-radio.com is our website. You're welcome to go there. We have a lot of resources, links, by the way, to different things that we talk about, some of the gear even we talk about. There's links to some of the things that you can actually go out and buy, and we'll continue to add things uh, really uh, pretty much anymore. We're not doing it quite daily, but every week we're adding new things to that, so be sure to go and check out some of those things. And, uh, yeah, full disclosure... If you go to one of the links and you buy something, we get a little bit of a stipend back. Uh, no way we're going to get rich off of that, but we do get a little bit of a stipend. It does help offset some of our costs because this show is mainly, well, not mainly, it's only produced because of the sponsors and the revenue that I can generate because this is time that I'm actually uh, buying, and then uh, we're making this happen on our own. This is not a uh, Crawford Broadcasting um, published program. This is us, me, doing this. So yeah, any help that we can get along those lines help keep us on air and keep this thing moving forward. All right. The Obama Netflix movie. And some of you are saying, Obama, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah, he's got a pretty decent, uh, I guess you could say, a stipend coming from Obama, or from Netflix, I should say, Obama's due. They're on the board of directors, and they've produced some movies, one of them of late being Leave the World Behind. Now, you listen to that title and think, what in the world could that be about? It is an end-of-the-world uh, EMP-type event. Now, full disclosure, I am I'm not in—again, this is because it's written from the left's perspective, and it is. I mean, there's no, there's no uh, getting around that it's written from the left's perspective. But, Luke, it was interesting to me that everything I've read and being the car guy that I am, every car operates in this movie even after an EMP event, which to me— doesn't coincide with everything I know about how EMPs work.
2: My understanding was it was a it was a hacker attack or some sort of digital attack. Oh, you know what? Thank on, you on a computer system.
1: You where, are right. Which, it's not necessarily yeah, an EMP. It's a hacker event. It, it You're correct. It functioned you.
2: similarly. No internet. But not the same. Radio was out. Satellites were down. No still GPS. Took the grid
1: out and all of that, but it wasn't an EMP. You're right. Very thank similar, you for that. but cars still worked. Thank you because they. You, you thank you for that. That's one of those things where they're not really. Super bold on the front side or super informative on the front side as to the event. In the end, a lot of the same things still happen because the ability for people to move about and buy and sell and trade and do different things. And, of course, in this movie, they do talk about how the big cities This is outside of New York, by the way. And, yeah, Luke, it doesn't take very long for the cities to start to collapse overnight. So, yeah, thank you, by the way, for that clarification. Now, full warning. Julia Roberts is the main female character. Would not call her the hero. She's No, you will awful. hate her.
2: <laughs> she's uh, the worst part of the movie, not because she's a bad actress, but because the character she's the playing is awful. insufferable.
1: Oh, she's just absolutely awful uh, to the point where no one really wants to be around her, including her own kids, and the movie pretty much you know, depicts that. I, I found it interesting, Luke, that a lot of what we talk about here – on our program on a routine basis, they actually do get into in the movie. So there's a lot of things that there's really a lot of direct correlation to what we talk about. I don't know that I totally agreed with their uh, analysis of everything that would happen in a situation like that because they end up, synopsis of the movie, they're in an Airbnb that's owned by a fairly well-to-do black man who actually happens to be a super, super nice guy. You love him throughout the movie, He's by the way. Great. He's great. The best awesome. part of the movie. He and his daughter both. They're pretty awesome. Now, I realize that part of this movie is also to show how racism works and the fact that Julia Roberts' character is pretty racist, by the way, uh, and it comes across that way. And I'm not sure in the particular circumstances of what's going on that that's exactly how things would would lay out. But but point is... He decides to leave the town. His wife is gone. She's on a business trip, flying probably at the time of this event. And again, it's one of those things where they don't know. Uh, It shows in the movie where some planes crash. Uh, Don't know if the hackers were able to get into some of the software of the airplanes and so on. It doesn't get into that much detail. So you don't know all of those things. Uh, There's still a little bit of TV here and there that they're able to pick up and Some sounds, you know, some AM sound signals and things along those lines. But essentially, they're at an Airbnb. This event happens. This particular uh, black man and his daughter, they have the ability to escape the town because, again, their car runs. And they show up kind of middle of the night wanting to stay in their own basement, which, by the way, he was very kind in all of that. But I think in the beginning, not really knowing What was really going on? You don't want to oust your Airbnb guests, so you're trying to figure out how do we make all of this work. And I'm not going to give you all of the details of the movie because you might as well just watch the movie yourself. But collectively, they start to kind of figure out what's gone on. And the other weird part about it that I didn't quite gather – because again this is one of those areas i didn't quite understand and or agree with was the animal behavior now that was a weird one i didn't quite is that because of the sound that was being emitted by the quote-unquote hackers or what? my
2: my understanding is they the hackers get into all of the subsystems of the united states they get into every infrastructure infrastructure everything's out you know internet satellites gps the whole thing they also find a way to mess with s- signals and amplify some and turn some off, and I right. think maybe some of those signals were
1: interrupting migratory
2: patterns. Okay. But
1: th- it was real. That's a weird one. It was. It was real. Loose. Yeah, that that part was a was a little bit. It was a little out of, there. Yeah, yeah kind of like yeah, I don't really see that. I think part other,
2: otherwise. For reference, I think the movie was was pretty good. I thought yeah. it was decent. It wasn't awful. The Julia Roberts character was awful. Well, she was but, terrible. But the rest of the movie it was it yeah. was. Relatively inoffensive, say for like maybe one scene that I thought was a little too preachy, but
1: yeah, there was a couple of them that way, and and they also depict Kevin Bacon's in it. He's a guy that's a neighbor that they've all the the black man that's lived there for a while knows, and they go to reach out to him for some help, and he's not super helpful because he has resources that he doesn't just want to give up. Kind of goes back to the comment I made the last segment about how the left views this, and no, not everybody's going to be willing to help. Now, I also do believe in the movie that they painted a pretty hardcore doomsday prepper as the total bad guy Yes, when just because he prepared and everybody else didn't, he's now the bad guy. So I, I did gather that from the movie as well, Luke, and again, I thought that was kind of a a knock against those folks right. that are on that side of the aisle and they're taking pot shots when, you know, let's face it, when that does happen, he's the guy you're going to go see, which is what they did in the movie.
2: Right, which is interesting that they did that too because without spoiling the rest of the movie, they sort of, I don't know, what do you want to say? They, they flip it, they contradict that scene later in the movie. Correct. Where it's like, hey, let's go to the guy who has resources and he's Correct. the
1: bad guy for it. Yeah, in a, in a way, it's sort of an example of... Where the folks that prepared are on one side of the aisle, and the folks that haven't are now trying to figure out how do we get, in this movie, a nice way, how do we get from those that have prepared because we didn't. Right. Right. And I think the movie movie takes too much of a hard line
2: saying the prepper's the bad guy. I also, yeah, they kind of still make the prepper seem like the wackadoodle. They, they do. They make him seem like the wackadoodle, even though the, He's rest not. Of, the rest of the movie shows that he was very right in doing and that. She and is the and she's, she, is, she is the wackadoodle. And she is <laughs> the wackadoodle. Literally,
1: she's the wackadoodle.
2: What we're talking about in the movie, the scene, uh, for reference, because we're, we're referencing something that no one else has seen right. yet. Um, the husband of Julia Roberts, his son, is sick, and they right. need
1: medicine. So the sun yeah because of the sound that we were talking about right. earlier that's had an ill effect just like it does on on animals humans have different responses to some of those ultrasonic sounds i guess you could say luke and, and right. it's been shown there's been some studies in Cuba and other places where foreign adversaries have used some of that technology against us and yeah different people respond to that in different ways so in this particular case the son is having a bad reaction
2: right the son is sick they go to the prepper's house because they assume that the prepper has medicine correctly so yeah the prepper and he does the prepper has medicine they ask <laughs> kevin the me- bacon who by yes. the way does a great job he does a very good job they ask the man can we have some of your medicine my son is sick and he is very hard-lined no you can't not have a problem not my problem you know, if you want to come out here and have a conversation, that's great, but I have mine. You should have had yours. You should have had yours.
1: Yeah, and but and honestly, again, looking at it from his perspective, he was sort of that I-told-you-so individual. It's like, you know, I've been telling you guys all along to be ready for some of these things. Here it is, and now you want mine. Right. Now, I think a better way
2: they might have approached that in the movie, if I were to go into the writer's room and make some suggestions, don't have them be so hard-line against it you have to protect yours you have to hold what you have dear you also don't want to make enemies if you know if if a father is talking to another father my son is sick i need help you don't tell him no you say okay i'll help you what can you do for me in return yeah. make yeah. it an even exchange That that's my suggestion for the writer's room <laughs> which you
1: know to not give the movie away but they eventually work out some ways to make that happen. It gets happen. resolved,
2: but it gets resolved
1: in, a, again, a way that makes the prepper feel kind of like the bad guy. Well, they makes him out to look like the bad guy when, in fact, I don't see him ever as the bad guy. Right. Again, these were very unprepared individuals that even as the event is going on, they're sort of like in La La Land. I do think, Luke, that I'm surprised that they actually painted those individuals you know, in that light, being that these were probably folks from the left, and Kevin Bacon being the prepper from the right, I mean, I think it's pretty easy to depict it that way. The black man, I think I would almost put him in the middle. I don't think he had too much stake one way or the other. He was he just very apolitical. Genuinely nice guy is probably the best way to say it. He's just trying to figure out what to do. He, by the way, they also painted him to have more common sense than the other two did.
2: Yeah, I think the the impression I get was, which which is funny, you you mentioned that the movie being executive produced by Barack and Michelle Obama, the source material coming from a very left leaning writer, because this is an adaptation of a popular book. Correct. When you break it down, the the woman is hysterical. She is out of control. It is the men who are being the most logical. And above that, the husband who works as a teacher of like media arts right. is depicted as that skill set is useless here. Correct. You are adding that. The whole side. it Correct. feels it's really weird. They did it that. goes like antithetical to it what does. their normal message it, would it be. It does. It's, yes. No. Luke, you're you're it spot pa- on. It paints the the logical, cool headed, even keel people as you know very respectable. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> it,
1: in this case, it ends up being the black man who, of course, lived in the neighborhood and knew where some of the resources were and utilized some of those resources best that he could. And at the end of the day uh really kind of ended up I don't want to know if I would call him the hero actually and don't want to give anything away but the little girl ends up actually having the most common sense of everyone and kind of was this all through the movie well no one listens to me yeah and and yet at the end she's the one that actually sort of figures out what to do to really save everyone I won't spoil the end of the movie for anybody but really she's the one that kind of determines this is the direction we should all take but i thought it was interesting luke that they they really do i think this is one thing they did a great job of is they depict the upper scale you know up you know upper income white highly educated mom and dad two kids all of that really kind of depicts both of both of them to be utter morons which yeah. I was actually – now, granted, they're white, and the guy that ends up being the most common sense is black. I didn't look at it that way one way or the other. It's just kind of the way the world works sometimes. But it's interesting that they painted their own to be very clueless and unhelpful when an event like this happens.
2: Especially given – I didn't see it as a race thing. I saw it as a profession thing where True. both both the wife and the husband – are very in
1: liberal fields. Good that point, it good, is, good point. No, 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 you know what, thank educator. you. I didn't thought about it that way. Something You're like right.
2: Versus the man who was working with defense contractors and yeah, other. He's
1: in, the, he's, he's in the financial world, probably financial. the best way for me to say that. There's there's no secrets there. He's in the financial world and picking up hints and different things from folks that he knows that are really high up in the financial end of things, which typically, Luke, would be the bad guy. Right. So in the end, they really kind of reverse the roles that they daily Don't do on a regular basis. They kind of predict all of that the other way until they did this movie. It was it was very interesting. I didn't
2: expect it. And speaking of the man who we're talking about, he has a very good perspective, very good quote that I want to get into when we're done from. Uh, the break that i thought is worth breaking down okay perfect let's do that that's
1: perfect that's a good timing we'll be right back guys you can always call in by the way questions or comments feel free to do so lines are open 303-477-5600 i should always mention the text line you can text us at any time a lot of you do some have even texted during the show 307-200-8222 live show again uh, january the 5th if you're listening to a replay you know what day it is by the way but hey we're going to be right back don't go anywhere ready radio klz 560
7: With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCo.com to keep your roof ready forever Colorado throws its way.
0: You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass.
6: Are you tired of being cooped up inside during the long, cold Colorado winter? Bring a touch of warmth and greenery to your backyard with a custom greenhouse from Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Our team of experts specializes in designing and building greenhouses that will enhance any outdoor space. Our greenhouses are made with the highest quality materials and are built to withstand the harsh Colorado winters. Plus, with a variety of styles and sizes to choose from, we can create the perfect greenhouse to fit your needs and budget. Imagine growing your own fresh herbs and vegetables even during the winter or creating a beautiful garden oasis in the comfort of your own home. Don't let the cold weather stop you from enjoying the benefits of gardening. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders today and start planning your dream greenhouse. Colorado Greenhouse Builders. Call 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com.
8: Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, Yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio.
5: Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today.
1: Hi, we're back. Ready Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Luke Cashman, my engineer today. I made him come in today. Uh, on purpose, just because we wanted to talk about the Obama Netflix movie "Leave the World Behind." Julia Roberts is the main star. I could go through all the rest of the list of the folks that are in it, but honestly, just watch the movie and enjoy. It's worth it, your time. It is. It's worth your time. Pick some things out of it. Those of you that are really into this, like we are, yeah, pick some things out of it. Luke, you were talking about how you wanted to take something. Uh, one of the quotes that one of the you know the 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 sane, which I should mention also. So the sane black man. In the movie that, in a way, sort of keeps things together, who is also the capitalist market trader dude, which, again, I'm surprised they depicted him that way, who also owned a gun. Yeah, had a gun. Which I was actually shocked at all of that because it's like, wait a minute, you're going to paint a black conservative, You know, maybe not total conservative, at least a guy that's in the middle, a black guy that's in the middle, who's got a pretty good head on his shoulders, who's in the markets. Money manager, yeah. And he owns a gun. He's the most logical person there. And the whole thing in that case, Luke was a little bit kind of like out there like I wouldn't have depicted them doing that. Now, that particular character said some things that you just mentioned a moment ago during the break that I caught as well and I thought, you know, not sure that's not all that wrong. Yeah, I I found it to
2: be very true. I'm we talk about it. We talked about it in the beginning of the show that we don't want to abide by Insane conspiracy theories, Correct. right? I feel like people get their heads way, way, way high up in the clouds. And the quote that this man says during a conversation is the idea that some, some evil cabal of all the most powerful people in the universe getting together to plan our demise is an easy excuse. It is It is a convenient, it's a convenient thing to depict when the reality of the situation is much scarier
1: is no one's in control. Yeah, and and honestly, when he said that, I just thought to myself, huh, you know, I know who made the movie, but I don't know that I can disagree with that because there are times where I'm thinking, you know, you've got so many rogue players from Kim Kim Jong-un to terrorist organizations to so on that really, at the end of the day, is anyone in charge?
2: No one's in control, and the best anyone at the top can hope for is a heads-up, is what Uh, they say in the movie. And I... I think that's very true. I think you you have a whole bunch of real big heads with real big egos playing with real big toys, and they will do what they want to do.
1: And it, by the way, I'm not saying that they don't want to be in control. Right. I think a lot of these folks do, but the reality is they're not. The the people in those spheres will do what they want, and the best
2: anyone can hope for who is in proximity to those spheres is is a little notice beforehand to get right. their ducks in a row. Correct. But I I think. That perspective was very
1: true i Agreed. thought it was very logical it made a lot of sense and, and by the way we're looking at this movie different than what you're going to see a lot of reviewers out there because i've seen some of the different reviews and they pick different things out of it where well yeah it's just a movie that depicts racism and why would you watch that movie it's not worth your time i didn't you know i found some of that in it and yes you just have to kind of shove some of that to the side because yes there's a few jabs here and there at some of those things on the same token And Luke was mentioning this a moment ago during the break. The two nuttiest people in the movie are a couple of lefties that are sort of in that whole, you know, arts and crafts field, if you would. And it really depicts those two to be the most clueless of everybody on planet Earth.
2: Yeah, and the most most competent, prepared person. Was the a black capitalist? Was the black capitalist the market manager who owned a gun?
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, and I say black capitalist because he's got a really nice home in New York, and then he's also got a really nice home up on they went on, on Long Island or something. I want to say yeah, Is that Where they, they had being? a place in the city, they had a place just outside. You know, a few houses the way, that they're renting. This Airbnb, out. they're in. Uh, this is no slouch of a house, by the way. So, it's I mean, nice. the, this market guy has done pretty well for himself, even the car that he's driving up in. I mean, it's very apparent that he's done pretty well, or he wouldn't be in the position that he's in. So, yes, uh, they may not come flat out and say he's a capitalist, Luke, but the reality is he was. You don't see
2: a lot of liberals making <laughs> that kind of money.
1: No, this particular guy, and he had a really good level head on his shoulder. And really, to, you know, again, he was sort of the guy that when things were starting to go awry, he was sort of one of those to look at, okay, what's plan, you know, what's our next plan going to be, and let's put a plan in place. The, the dad in the movie, by the way, uh, the white dad, I should say, he, he's, he's utter clueless. The, the, guy, the guy doesn't have the foggiest idea how to survive tomorrow. And by the way, that will be a lot of people, when and if that time comes, they will be, Luke, totally clueless. Yeah, we we said it before. When the going gets tough, the
2: people who say "When the going gets tough, I'll figure it out," that's not how the uh, psyche works. That's not how. No, I mean think back to the times. Have you ever been in a situation? You're walking down the street and you're watching a bar fight right next to you. You know, you're caught in the middle of a sticky situation with some friends uh, or some some of your other company. How do you react in that scenario? Do you go cold? Do you find yourself slinking to the back of the group? You know, or Are you the one trying to break up the fight?
1: Think about how you act in your day-to-day situation. Yeah. See, I'm the guy that is – I'm not a brawler. I don't want to be that guy. I'm figuring out, okay, what's the best way to either defuse or remove yourself from that situation and that scenario in the first place? And anybody that's with you – doing the same thing cuz by the way nothing good is going to come out of that at the end of the day.
2: Right, it's like if think about how you handle and carry yourself in the day-to-day situations that to you are extreme. How do you handle yourself in those small moments of panic? Now how do you think you're going to handle yourself when punches start flying in your direction or someone's holding a gun up to you trying to get into your car?
1: Well, Luke, or, let's just let's just yeah. say for example this type of an event happens. And, again, it'll take a few hours for folks to really understand. Now, guys like you and I and even folks that are listening right now, the minute something like this happens and the freeways are clogged with cars, I think all of my listeners that have been with me any length of time will automatically know, here's what's going down. Let's, Let's make our next move. So I think you and I and some of those listeners are going to be completely different. But, Luke, the average person that's driving along and the car quits, I mean, how long do you think it'll even take them to leave their car? Not long. Not, I and I'm with We got one call coming in. We'll try to squeeze this in. I mean, I'm with Luke. I don't think at the end of the day, uh, most people are going to have the wherewithal to even know what to do next. They're going to either be sitting in that car forever, or they'll get out and start walking to God knows where. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think they even know. Jim, go ahead, sir. You got a couple of minutes.
4: Sure. Uh, hey, you know, I, I haven't seen this movie, but, you know, talking about a uh, scenario kind of similar to this. Did you ever see the movie The Mist? Yes. The, the old Stephen, the old King, Stephen movie.
1: King movie, yes.
4: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, I thought, which I thought was a great movie. It's, it, it, it you, know, uh, you know, it's amazing how people act in um, desperate very times. Intense, yeah. Desperate times. Yes. Exactly.
1: Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and Jim, the fact and of the matter is, most people have never been through a desperate time like that to even know how they'll react.
4: No, no, I've, well, I'm going tell you quite truthfully, but you're not Americans, not, not for a very, very long time. I mean, uh, really, I mean, really, Americans have never really had to face, other than maybe during the Civil War or the Revolution. No, oh,
1: World I mean, War II, there was a lot of uh, folks coming home that, that, that's why it's the greatest generation. But, yeah, Jim, to your point, we haven't had anything since then. You're right.
4: No, and, and uh so I mean, uh, you know, it's really easy for a lot of people to say what, how they would react in certain situations, until the until they until they're actually until confronted with those. Things. That's
1: right. No, you're you're spot no, on. You until what it I actually saying. happens, you're exactly right. Yeah.
4: You know, so that's right. You know, because you know, in that movie, The Mist, you know, the 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 uh, the crazy lady that was the Christian. I mean, she was kind of bonkers, and uh, <laughs> yeah. It would almost make you think that maybe that's the way all Christians would act, but I, I which I rather doubt. But uh, you know that, yeah, it's no uh, oh, great it's, point. I, 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 you know what I'm saying. I, I like to kind of see this movie. I, I yeah, it's, it's, Jim, you know, it, for it, somebody I like you,
1: it, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Some of the things that they, you know, that they get into and so on. You know, take some of that stuff with a grain of salt. But all in all, yeah, no, you would enjoy it. you, you, you would enjoy watching it.
4: Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you say that because I've been beating around the bush, brother. No, think,
1: watch it. It's worth it. it. You'll enjoy. it. It's a little slow at times, but but you'll you'll watch it, Jim. With that, I got to run. But yeah, Luke, would you agree with what I just said? Is it worth a watch? I I think it's worth a watch, and I think what Jim said, real quick, it's not
2: enough to think about what you would do. Think about what your neighbors would do. What are the people around you going to do? How are they going to react? And you need to take that into account when you plan for yourself.
1: Yeah, um, and I I agree everything with what Jim's saying. Really think through if this is what we talk about here. It's what's the preparedness show for the what ifs of life. Have yourself ready. Think through those scenarios. Do the best you can to prepare. We'll keep talking about all this stuff through 2024. Don't plan on going anywhere. So continue to support us. Support our sponsors. They're the ones that make this happen on a regular basis. We appreciate each and every one of them. Find them at ready-radio.com. Stay tuned. we got another full hour of programming coming your way, depending upon whether you're listening to a replay or not. Depends on what's up next. But stay with us. This is KLZ 560, Ready Radio. I've been your host, John Rush.